I think anytime I just always like to push myself or the studio to something bigger is like I don't know it's really nice to kind of learn and I think now learning from others is amazing like just to kind of everyone's got their own skills and with like their own uh, uh, experience. That's Camilo Wallada and this is the Justina Green podcast. really missed you. I haven't chatted with you to you or at you uh, for a good few few months and I wonder how your summer has been, what you've been up to, have you been creative? I really hope you have been. Um, what have I been up to? I got married, that was pretty awesome, that is still pretty awesome, so that was big news of the summer and have been really busy with work, with everything that's happening with daytime and I'm, I'm ready to give you a really really awesome season three of the podcast and it's pretty exciting and quite unbelievable that it's um, we're already into season three. So thank you so much for all your support and for all the listens as well and all the feedback, um, which have been absolutely amazing. Um, I love hearing from you and I love hearing when kind of you listen to a podcast and then you get in touch with my guest and you start to collaborate. Or like with the modern house, suddenly um, one of the listeners got in touch with me that they've actually put an offer on the house. So that's really, really good news because I love for the podcast to make connections and also to encourage creativity. So as our community is growing bigger, I thought what would be really cool, because I can only interview maybe 15, 16 people per season, is actually to share more of the community, more of what you're doing. Um so we're going to have a shout out. Um, so we're going to have a weekly shout out on the podcast. And I'm just going to share the latest from you, from the listeners, what you're working on, what you're up to, what people should look at. Um, so do email me with your news. Please do. Uh, I'm, at, I'm J at com, And my name is spelled J-U-S-T-Y-N-A. So it's J at com. Send me all your news there. And then listen up because you might be included in the shout out. So that's really exciting, a new feature. And everything else, to be honest, for season three stays the same because we're having so much fun. Um, I know that you love listening to the podcast. I really love recording the episodes um, because we learn so much with each of them, right? Um, I know that sometimes in design, architecture, and in, in illustration, all the creative industries, it's sometimes we look at people and we think, oh, they've got it all. And it must have been easy for them. And very often we find out that that's not the case and that there's been the road to success or the road to um, being at the right place or feeling at one with kind of what you do career-wise and creatively can be a very long-winded process. Um, so we'll be in this season chatting to creatives ranging from interior designers um, and architects to illustrators and magazine editors to find out their journeys and listen, learn about their creativity um, and the obstacles that have been in their way as well. Um, so that's the latest. And also, this is season three. If you're new to it, come on, have a listen to the previous two seasons because we've had some amazing guests. So go back into your Apple podcast, your Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, where, wherever you're listening to it. Um, and enjoy and really enjoy and one new change um podcast will be dropping in now on wednesday mornings just to pick you up midweek because sometimes weeks can be hard um so that's the latest 
But let's move on quickly to this episode, the very first episode of season three. Um, it's September right now. Um, as you know, big event in London is London Design Festival. So the very first three episodes are, I'm speaking to creatives whom I love and adore. And also they do have installations during LDF popping up across London, which I do encourage you to visit. And my first guest is, drumroll, um, Camille Walala. Yes, you've heard of her. Of course you have. And you have seen also her beautiful work, gracing hotels, city landscape, road crossings in London, um, as well as gallery spaces. And during LDF, also 3D objects. Um, Camilla is an artist and designer. She, her inspirations are strongly linked to, yes, geometrics and pattern and specifically to the Memphis movement. So her style is very recognizable. And in our conversation, she shares with me her path to becoming a designer, her thoughts on higher education when it comes to creative subjects, the beauty of East London's Broadway market, what it meant for her, and how she's settling in her brand new studio. Um, so here it is, the very first episode on season three. Thank you for tuning in again. Here's Camille Walala. That would be really amazing to start with is actually for you to tell me where we are, yeah. where we're sat, because <laughs> I know it's quite new. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're sitting in, um, in our new studio. So we moved like a couple of months ago to a bigger place, which is really nice. I love this area. So it's a border market. Um, that's pretty much where I live, like three minutes on my bike, which is really convenient. Um, and yeah, it's really nice. I just really wanted to make a space to like kind of like represent the studio. So we painted the floor like really bright blue um, and uh, it's going to be some really playful, bulky uh, furniture. And I bought this, uh, this piece, which are the best things I ever bought, like from um, Ettore Sotsas, which is like a um, vintage, um, um, how you say, vintage shelves unit called Carlton. Uh, it's like a massive dream come true. So I'm really excited to have that in the studio. So When's that arriving? Oh, it's, it's actually there. You haven't seen it. But yeah, yeah, just there on the corner. What? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just really excited to make this place look really nice. and. Um, and yeah, just like bright and a lot of colors. So yeah, it'd be a really nice place to work into. And you said it's, it would be more of a hub for you as yeah, well, with kind uh, yeah. of people, clients coming in. I think so, just somewhere to be really proud and just really, really inspired to work as well. I think it's really important. I'm really sensitive to space and to lighting and to, um, yeah, and just design in general. And I think like when I go to a place and if I don't like it or I don't know, it just really kind of have affect my mood. And, and if I don't have enough light in the studio, I don't know, it just usually I don't really want to work there. I would rather to go and work in a cafe somewhere. Mm. So I think I'm really happy to have finally created a place um, that I really love. And now are we now sat at your desk? Yeah, so I've, like I've got almost two different <laughs> parts. So I've got this first part in the first room is more like a, yeah, like a, uh, let's say like a workspace with like computer is all a clean room and we're going to have like nice um, li library full of nice books without inspiring books and um, a little sofa area and a r uh, rug that I'm just designed. It's going to launch in LDF with um, a floor story. So this coming, we are quite excited, like the new rug is going to come in a couple of days and this part this one is more like because um, I do a lot of things on paper and experiment with paint so this second room is more like the messy room 
It's more like almost like a kid's playground. Uh, mm. with like a lot of like paper and pencil and um, and uh, yeah, a lot of different colors everywhere. And yeah, it's just nice. It's just like a, just a place where you can let yourself go and be creative as a kid, which I really like. Um, and is that how your creativity starts? Yeah, projects. Usually, yeah, usually I don't know. Like I don't. I do like a sketchbook pretty much every day um, with no purpose. It's just I really love like working on paper, doing collage or just almost like it's like a visual diary every day. And it's just, um, I eventually go back and look at it if I've got like projects, think, oh, what, what what have I done that in terms of like a composition of colors or, or composition of graphic? Because um, I normally sometimes I just want, I've got to, yeah, I just don't want to have the pressure when I work um, on a project. I think it's really nice to kind of have some kind of back, 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 I don't know if it makes sense, but if I've got some work um, that I've done already just by not thinking about it, but just by just being creative. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just do like a lot of like sketchbook and collage with paper. I feel like I'm like five years old again, which is nice. And then I guess, like you say, it's a, it's a visual journal. Yeah. So you can go back to your notes and when the project comes in. Yeah. There's already maybe um, yeah, some seeds of ideas. And yeah, and it's not, because sometimes I just feel like the pressure of like being creative on spot. I just find a bit. I find that quite intimidating sometimes. Where I think if I got something, almost I forget because I just did it spontane spontaneously. Um, uh, yeah, it's like a really nice, exciting things to go back to and just find things I forgot about, and then oh, it could be like a starting point for something creative um, as a project. Yeah. And have you always been creative? Kind of where did your as a child and when yeah, did your creative I don't actually start? Yeah, I don't. I've, I'm, um, I don't think I was really creative as a child. I think I was quite introvert. Not introvert, but I was quite. Um, um, not very confident as a child and as, even as a teenager um, I didn't do anything creative until I pretty much came to London when I was like 24, 25 um, before that I really wanted to be, when I was in France so I am grew up in a very small village of like 300 people in Provence which is lovely but bit boring I guess when you're a teenager which I didn't realize at the time but when my dad forced me to come to London when I was 23 because I was failing uh, my degree I was really bad at school I, wish, I just didn't like school at all so I failed GCSE, I failed A-level, um, I went to university to study text, um, um, literature and I failed that as well because I couldn't pass my English level so I kind of like went to London because my dad forced me and I hated him and oh, then no. uh, so I was working in a restaurant like waitress for like uh, years because I couldn't really speak English anyway but um, eventually I did like a um, um, I say like um, I did a lot of like little course, which I think is really great, London, because you actually can just do a lot of creative like class, like evening class of like I did like a sculpture, not sculpture actually. I did like drawing. I did uh, I can't remember like stitching, like sewing. Um, um, yeah, just a lot of different class until I found something which I love. I started doing textile, and it was something I really enjoyed. And I think my teacher was really encouraging. I think and missed that during my youth. I think to have someone just like believe in your in your work or in your in yourself. And um, so yeah, she pushed me to kind of like be creative, and I just really enjoyed doing like sketchbook at the time, like mixing colors already and pattern. And, um, so did that come quite naturally to you, the calories and patterns? I think so, yeah. I didn't realize, but because I was like working with other people in this class at the time, and I remember like mine, mine was really graphic and yeah, really colorful, where some of them were a bit more washy-washy uh, mix. Uh, I don't know. I think I had a bit of a... I mean, when I look at, look, look at them back, it's, I mean, it's quite childish and quite... Um, it's just at the beginning, I guess, of your creativity, but it was quite like definitely colorful, for sure. 
And then what happened kind of from, from those short courses? So then you fell in love with textile design? Yeah, so I did like a pre-foundation. So it was not even the foundation. I had to do a pre-foundation because I had nothing to show. I had no create, nothing creative. So you had to do like this pre-foundation where you try a lot of different courses. So then I tried like, a, yeah, painting, um, sketch, like, a, yeah, probably sculpture then. Uh, we did uh, screen printing and I think textile. So we had like most like mixed media and just working with like print and like f uh, manipulating fabric. So I did actually a lot of things with stitching at the time. And it was, and then I did a foundation and I did a textile foundation. So it was mostly, um, we did weaving and, and knitting and uh, prints. But yeah, it looks, it, I mean, my teacher was really nice because she can really could see, I think that was the best teacher I ever had, but she really could see what you were good at and she was pushing you to the right direction and like not take it, not like some teacher, like it's more like egocentric where they want you to be, to do what they can't do or where mm. she was really getting the, the student. So yeah, she pushed me to, to textile more and um and i just had to um yeah i just went and i think i had to choose between different university and i think i was a bit worried of like my first choice if you didn't get your first choice you have to be sent to your second choice and originally i wanted to do fashion design in saint martin's and i didn't apply for that because i thought maybe i'm not going to be accepted so i went to brighton university i did apply for brighton university for a textile degree because they had a business uh, part on the side, which actually I don't know why I did that because I was really crap at it. But um, I thought I was good at the time, so I did textile and I did print there. So three years, four years, and um, yeah, and I came out of university. Didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, it was okay university, but it was not easy. I don't think I will recommend especially people to go to university. I almost will think like... At all? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, maybe it's big things to say, but I think why... I don't know. I just think now it's so expensive and you almost can... If you find people where you can work for, like an internship, I think sometimes I feel like you can develop. I mean, you have, I don't know, maybe it's bad things to say. I don't know. I just think like I, I, I struggle quite a lot at university and I don't know if I can. I feel like I had to start everything a bit again from after when I finished uni. Um, and um, so, yeah, so I just finished university, but they didn't really teach me how to work on a computer. So when you are a textile designer, mm. you're supposed to kind of like work and be... Um, yeah, work in the industry. And I mean, I came and they teach us how to do like some crazy flowers on paper, but I'm like, no one really want this kind of style on, on the on the clothes. And I couldn't really draw, I couldn't follow the trends. I couldn't really draw like a flowers or I couldn't really draw like some specific trends. So I only can draw what I love, which is like a graphic board again. And, and uh, so I didn't really apply for a job for ages. And I just almost rather to work in a cafe again and I was a bit lost and I'm just around the corner where, I, where we are now is like this really nice uh, French deli and I was uh, I got the job I just put my CV I was like 32 at the time I was just finished university and um, gave my CV and they gave me this job like to sell cheese in the deli which I was really excited about and, uh, and it was really nice little community in, in Acne like everyone is actually a lot of creative people came and I remember at some point I was getting a bit bitter because after one year and a half I was still serving the ham and cheese sandwich to like really creative people who were like they were having meeting and I was like this is your ham and cheese sandwich I just wanted to be there myself but I just did, didn't really know how to get there and um, and eventually yeah I did some textile like the wife of my of my boss, which opened a fabric shop next door. She said she knew I did textile at uni. So she offered me the opportunity to do some textile, which I did. And um, yet that was the first kind of like step by being creative and do my own things by myself. Because I didn't really want to work for anyone else creatively at this stage. And you didn't? You well, I don't know. I just didn't have the confidence. I didn't really know who to approach. I just, mm. I just didn't know because I didn't really have enough skills. I didn't really know how to use computer. I didn't really know how to draw. So I just loved doing my little 
things, but I don't know where, I didn't really know where to go from that. So I was a bit confused for a while, but, and then I thought maybe I should do like textile myself and do cushions and like purse and sell them on the market, which is every Saturday. So I had the store there, I make some cushion and they were like, oh, I was like, I was, a, I was really like not the most uh, happy person on the, on, the, on, the, on the market. It was just quite hard and it's actually a really hard job to do because you have to yeah, wake up really early in the morning, be there. And my sale didn't really sell because it was like homemade and it was probably expensive for the market. So I was ge- becoming really bitter again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, oh, yes, people didn't really understand like things cost quite a lot of money and it takes a long time to do and it was printed and done in, uh, in London. So I was a bit miserable on my stand for, for a few months, but then I had this really amazing opportunity. This guy came, a friend of a friend, and um, and he said, oh, I've got this massive nightclub in uh, London, in uh, Shoreditch, and uh, we've got like a big warehouse on the top floor, and uh, this is pretty big space, and I want you to decorate it. I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm done, I mean, it was like, I'm just doing cushion here. I'm like, I've done no experience in interior design whatsoever. And he said, well, I've got this amount of budget, or you can do something crazy as you want, or you just play safe and you say, keep the money and all that. I mean, that was, yeah, it was, I was, that was an amazing opportunity. I also, was, I was really scared because I just didn't thought I could do it. Mm. Um, and I was actually, it was a really nice experience because the guy really helped me, the, the owner of the place. He was actually quite good at making things himself. So we kind of like, I just went there and I just like, it was like a three months project pretty much and I was every week I was going to see him with like photocopy of like prints and putting them on the wall and, and say, oh, which prints should we do, which scale? So that was kind of like really, um, I don't know, like almost like a innocent way of design. I don't know, it was just really kind of a, yeah, not, not very amateur way probably to design because I didn't know how to use program or anything. So, and I just wanted something quite full on. So it's quite, it was quite a big, big move to do something full on when you can't really like do that on the computer. Like I didn't know even how to do a mood board at the time. So it was just by just showing like a few prints that I wanted to put in its space. And, um, and uh, it was like three or four different prints quite clashing between each other, quite in- Memphis inspired already at the time in 2012, I think it was. Um, and I remember when uh, we opened the place, I remember the, um, that was one of the best days of my life because I remember like at the launch of the nightclub, everyone was like completely ecstatic. Like everyone was like, it was really, I mean, maybe it was also me because that was, that was amazing experience for me, but I just could see the reaction of people and they were like all kind of like, what the hell mm. are we? Like, this is not something we've seen probably for a while before. I think like it was not safe. It was, like, it was full on pattern and colors everywhere. It was big um, positive message on the wall. And um, yeah, and that was amazing. So th- then I just thought, okay, this is it. I think that's what I want to go. So that's when you had the feeling. Yeah, I just like, I really want to create space for people to be and just like do something where it's like, uh, gives a bit of emotion to people. And usually, hopefully the kind of like excitement and just like getting, uh, yeah, exciting about colors and pattern. And it was just really nice to see like, I don't want to do my little cushion in the market. I want to do the same pattern, but massive scale. And uh, yeah, so that was quite nice to have this kind of like first opportunity. And I guess you found out also that you can deliver it. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it was like in whatever way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was great. It was and it was, uh, yeah, it was the first. I don't know. Just sometimes in life, it's been really nice to have like you just meet the right person at the right time and having opportunity to do something like that. Someone like believe in you more than you do almost yourself and just like and he's been following me for the three months back and forth and and every time I was coming with like some different mood or like ideas or like colors they were like yep yep he was saying yes to everything so I'm like yes I just was going back home and telling my flatmate at the time say oh he said yes because I was quite nervous every time I was going to see him 
So that was in 2012. So what are we now? 2019. 19. 19, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, after that, it's just like, it's just, I guess, yeah, slowly but surely I can went through the, this new place, I guess. And you mentioned that the, you already, there were already the Memphis inspirations yeah. like kind of in that first large space. Yeah. When did they start, those inspirations for you? Yeah, I think it's, um, I was a bit, um, so I think I've been really inspired uh, since, for me, sorry, I've been really inspired by Memphis because I grew up in the 80s and I did, uh, my dad actually uh, is an architect and he lives in Paris and um, and it's got like a really nice kind of like a house quite modern, but quite minimal. And I remember like quite gray and white. And uh, but I remember being uh, younger. And then at some point, he, I remember seeing a lot of like few pops of color coming in his house. And it was always like I didn't know what it was at the time, but it was actually because it was in the eighties. It was like we had like few plates or lumps or like even like a rug or like some element of like Memphis design. And it was maybe uh, I mean it was definitely the era of the eighties, which was like pushing that kind of like colorful uh, graphic and it was just like I don't know it just it makes me kind of really, really excited I was if I had to choose a chair to sit on I would just ch choose this one or I don't know if I had to p choose a place to eat my dessert I will just always go for the colorful one with a it's kind of strong graphic um, and then when I went to uni in 2009 so I just was looking to do my final year degree um, at university and you have to find a theme and like uh, something to be inspired by and I just went I was in the library in the in Brighton University and I remember finding these two books and I was like again I was on the floor like so excited it was like almost like a bit of Madeleine de Proust where I just have this really strong emotion and and not nostalgia but the, uh, it just the, the each page I was turning each page and it was really talking my language it was like something I really could relate it to and I never felt anything like that before in terms of design or everything like I've been seeing before it was yeah it was nothing like talk uh, like this to me so yeah Memphis was definitely a massive source and the source of inspiration since and I think yeah so it's obviously still now but yeah it's been like 10 years now um, and um, yeah I mean I still love it but it's nice to kind of like it was a, um, a source of inspiration and obviously create my own style slowly um, by being inspired of this but also like a lot like a lot of like African uh, tribes and and um, everything is usually quite um, visually stimulating, like graphic and colorful. I think I'm always inspired by mm. by that. Even when I go to a kids, when I, if I go to a, a bookshop, I'm always attracted to the kids section because it's like colorful and bright. And how and has your work? So the color is always the inspiration, and started uh, with Memphis, and Memphis is still um, part of your inspiration. But how has your practice changed kind of over a decade? Yeah, I think yeah, it's been. I think so background being like a, gra a textile design so it was like obviously 2d and and really flat and um, and very colorful and, and just already to to work on pattern and just to apply them on the textile but if you apply them on the wall or like on a building it, like, the scale ju just change everything so i think to start with it was like really learning over about to um, yeah to work with scales of pattern and it's like sometimes i know like if i do a pattern on the I, and usually I design on my computer if I do a design like it's, it might be it might look quite simple and a bit boring on the computer but in my head I'm like I'm gonna apply on this on this four floor building is that right? I don't know it's like if I apply a pattern on a on a building it's like sometimes it has to it, it could be quite simple but I know the scale of it it's gonna make it really kind of like probably interesting so just that that was the first few years where I really I get the most uh, yeah I just learn how to kind of like apply colors and pattern and um, I love doing buildings for example is something I love I, lo I mean it's nice to do the flat pattern on the all the friends are going yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I I think like I just mm. realized recently because I mean I, I come from like doing street art as well. I was like when I finished uni as well, like, when I was selling the cheese on Water Market on the side, I, w- I just loved putting colorful pattern and bright up people's every day going to work. And I just I was probably doing a bit of illegal street art at the time, <laughs> but I just really wanted to do some something colorful and bright because I thought in the in it's nice to be accessible in the street for everyone, but I never understood why street art, some, most of the street art I find it quite depressing. And, and I thought, why people don't just do something which is like uplifting, uh, to uplift the mood of people like passing by every day, going to work. So that's how I started. So illegally with my b- uh, bucket of glue on my bike and just going there at 5 a.m. in the morning, just applying like kind of colorful pattern. And, uh, and after that, yeah, it was just now to apply that on the building, which is an amazing opportunity. Um, so I kind of lost my thought, but yeah, it's just applying that on the on the big building and just uh, bringing kind of a bit of joy to people just for their for the everyday life. I think that was a f- that was the first things I wanted to do, and um, and now I think it's, which has been pretty amazing is like a lot of uh, people contacting me and say, oh, we actually want you to do I don't know like a like an installation for example what, that was like two years ago like client or people come to you and offer you things that I wouldn't have especially thought myself to start mm-hmm. with and um, and, it's, um, and it's great like this installation in uh, Now Gallery which happened two years ago it was a really nice meeting um, it was these three ladies and they were they were they were really I mean yeah really it was really nice to meet them I was quite I didn't really know what to expect to the meeting and I remember they said oh we want you to do an installation which I'd never done before um, and we wanted to be interactive and, I, oh, and, and I, I felt like I had to reply something straight away and I was like oh I think I want to do something but I want to do something and I would start by saying I want to do something like a bit like a um, um, uh, fanfare you know like when you got this wall of mirror and I just say I, I don't want to create something in an art gallery where you feel like you're back to your in- have the same feeling of your inner child you know when you're like a child and you go to the fanfare and you're like, ah, a bit like ecstatic so I just thought it'd be amazing to recreate this uh, feeling but in an art gallery and uh, and so that I guess that was the first kind of like that's, that was the gallery in Greenwich yeah, yeah, yeah and it was like and just the fact they were like oh when I say oh I want to bring I want to make I want to try to bring back the feeling of to be in an you know like when you're an inner child and the three ladies were like oh yeah so I was like yes that's it it's probably a good idea to go to in this direction and um, and so I went back to the studio and at the time I'm still now I work with Julia which is a creative producer and Iwan now which is more like an arch- architect architect designer so I went there and I said okay well we have to do an, in- an installation I've got you no need to put up walls and yeah. structures and I know mirrors. so that was that was <laughs> massive massive uh, new step new chapter I think um, like it was like yeah, a couple of years ago and um, so first, like the architect said, oh, well, you have to do it on the computer. And I'm like, you want I was saying that. I said, I mean, I don't even know how to use like almost Illustrator. So I, I can't, there's no way I can just think of things like that. I just saw, why don't we try to do more in a playful way where we actually do a maquette and like, we just uh, play with, with, with wool and just create that that way. So we just met every Saturday because we were in competition with two or three other designers. And so we had to make a maquette, and every Saturday we had literally play. We would create the wall, and um, and you and I and, and Julia were much be- better than me to, in terms of the space and to kind of like you know like I, I was just I wasn't really familiar with that department, so it was nice to to collaborate with them and just to kind of make make something between the three or three brain like to come up with something which actually worked more like in the mechanism or like the, the space and then after that I just came and apply all of the pattern and we decide where the mirror is gonna go and then. That was a six months project, which was quite a big thing. Never really done that before. So Julia was in charge of all of the production, which took a long time. And it was like something, yeah, like it was a massive job. Um, and we just employed like a few people to 
built it and it, yeah, it took like six months to, to do. And when we, I remember like one week or five, four days before the opening, we just built all of this wall in the gallery and it was like, we didn't took the mirror out yet. And I'm like, oh, this is not enough. This is boring. And we're like, you know, when you're probably creative and you go like the, oh, the unconfidence of the last minute. Apparently it happens because we were working with, with some um, builders say, no, but that's normal. Everyone go through that like three days before the opening. Like everyone say, shit, that's not good enough. Um, <laughs> so I was really panicking. I said, oh, we are, and I was telling you we have to redo everything. We have to redo a better pattern. And I'm glad you just said, oh, no, no way. <laughs> and then from the time we took all of the plastic from the, from the mirror, also because we couldn't really see everything, that was actually quite mad. Even ourselves, after working on it for six months, we were, like, we were lost in our maze. We were mm. like, this is exciting. We were like, like kids, we were taking the plastic and the mirror was appearing. And uh, yeah, the place became really playful and it was really exciting. And when the launch, so like, and the launch, we were like, oh, I don't know who's gonna come in Greenwich. I was a bit nervous. And when the the opening, it was like 600 people queuing. It was pretty crazy. And I, I remember I was we were exhausted because we worked pretty much flat flat out until the opening. And then uh, people were coming to me and say, "Oh, I feel like I'm I'm a child again." And then I start crying. I said, oh. I said "No, no, no! It's a good thing. It's a good thing." Sorry, just like I was emotional because I mm. felt like what I wanted to do actually happened. Um, yeah, and I think it was massive success. Like 30,000 people came, which was a I thought a record for the, for the gallery and they were really happy and yeah it's been really nice to kind of think of that uh, just to create like I just uh, I think design doesn't have to be taken seriously and I think just to kind of like keep that in mind and like trying to kind of bring a bit of joy and and uh, yeah and just happiness in design or especially public art which I think that's definitely something I love doing mm. and how do you um envisage kind of how people will feel how the space will work because if you have say a print a cushion mm. you can test it out you can yeah. see it time and time again but if you say apply pattern to a building mm. you have a one go right yeah. if you're opening an exhibition at the gallery yeah this is it <coughs> i know the, the art gallery was quite it was quite scary because yeah again we something like never done before i didn't even thought of doing an installation and that's why this woman when they said that like, oh, I when they offered me this opportunity it was great but like i can't do this like i was quite Nervous, but I guess you work with people, and I mean, they obviously believe in your project because they choose us out of the other people. And um, and I think at the time we were, and and just like by creating something, we were quite the three of us were really excited. We could see, I think, most of the time my my feeling and my taste it work. I know, like if I really like something, like if I do a project, I will not stop until I'm really happy about it because. If, if I'm happy, I just know people will. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think I've just been trusting my judgment on that. And I think like doing something playful um, and yeah, playful and kind of interactive. Um, yeah, we don't know. We did believe in it and, uh, and it was really nice. It worked and, and it's been like this touch wood, but until then. And is that what you find the most rewarding, the public installation? Yeah, uh, I think I think when I started with like the street, when I remember when we painted building in Old Street and just having people like walking past and say, this is brightening up my day, like every day I pass it. I've still got people commenting and taking pictures of the building we did in Old Street, but um, I just love it. I just love when people just actually really make a little change in their everyday life and it's something by, yeah, just by using gra good, good color combination and, and something playful or joyful anyway. Joy, especially in city, I think is, is something I think sometimes is missing and I'm glad, it's, I think uh, we're doing more and more things like that, I think in London especially. And I think that's why I'm really excited about the London Design Festival this year because it's almost pushing. So this time is not doing street art anymore. It's like I'm getting commissioned by Grosvenor, which is kind of like Mayfair area, which is quite, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty 
biggest it's kind of I don't know sorry I don't have the word but it's kind of an amazing establishment um, and we're gonna yeah having two years of like designing some public art like public uh, benches and it's like kind of like 3D benches which never done that's something quite new and it was like exciting to push my 2D um, pattern in 3D and, mm-hmm. cre- and creating something yeah 3D like when you see that it's like I just do collage like that I mean I don't like like flat collage mm-hmm. and from that we work with the architect and we kind of create some kind of like more um, playful seats and it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be there for two years I think and so the idea is like to we want people to come in the street and just like exper- like take time to kind of relax especially in this area or re- not relax but take time to to not rush and not like going from one shop to another but just actually kind of like un- engage with the city and the street and um, so yes yeah, South Moulton Street is a um, is, 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 um, uh, pedestrian little street which is really nice off Foxford Street and so it's going to be 11 um, individual, or do you say that? Indiv- 11 benches, like all different from each other. And the idea is like to people, I just want people, that's, I will feel really happy if people say that to me, say, oh, we actually went through all of the street and try all of the benches. Because mm-hmm. they all kind of got a bit of element of playfulness in them. And and it's something you wouldn't normally see in the street. I think I just want people to go again, like say, oh, what, what is this? Because just stop for a second. Yeah, because it's quite bright. It's, quite, it's almost like bulky. Uh, I think it's quite funny almost but um so yeah i think every time i did installation that's what i like to do like when we did the inflatable in in uh that in was last year in was uh, yes, paddington two, yeah it was two, years ago. two years ago and i was in um um in the paddington uh, broadgate broadgate yes, yeah. yes yes and again it was just like doing something where it's normally like very uh, kind of like finance a bit more finance district where people go and they're serious i just wanted to create something which is not really supposed to be here i think that's usually yeah just like the the surprise effect mm. on people, hopefully for the best. But yeah. And with the LDF installation, if it's a two-year project, that's really lovely because it has the longevity as well. Yeah, I think that's yeah, definitely. I think that I mean it's launching at LDF, and I think the yeah the idea is to yeah to do more public art and just to kind of like bring like it's nice to see the evolution of like the studio now because it's st- yeah exactly starting by doing textile and now to be able to push it and just to keep the same essence of like I want just to bring a bit of joy in people's life and bringing a bit of like better smile on their face when they walk past but instead of doing that on a flat wall I just mm-hmm. like by doing like now like sculpture or I really want to push to do more actually like installation in the city like sculptural work um, so yeah yeah so hopefully. is that the kind of where, where are the dream projects heading? Yes, a uh, dream project. A uh, design, a whole city or... Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Well, uh, yeah, I think definitely the whole city. Yeah, I don't know, I've got some good things. I mean, I can't really talk about it, but yeah, on the big, big project, it's supposed to be something like, yeah, almost like a little city. Mm. Uh, that would be amazing. So when is that launching? Well, it's not yet. It's, uh, it's, I think it's going to be like in the starting probably, hopefully the next year to, to have like mm-hmm. starting the design process. So it'll probably take a couple of years. Um, but yeah, just like I just love the, I love the, my dream at the moment would be like to do a big fountain. I think I would love to do mm. like a water feature where people just kind of gather again and it's like in the city doing something where people come and just take their time and just, um, but yeah, in a really colorful way. Mm. And how do you find it where, um, I have two, two more, I have many questions, but mm. two more. <laughs> um, how do you find it when people come to you to do something you've not done before and when you have to collaborate with others mm. on their skills do you really like it do you find it easy do you say yes to all those projects i think yeah i mean i, I think anytime i just always like to push 
myself or the studio to something bigger is like I don't know it's really nice to kind of learn and I think now learning from others is amazing like just to kind of have you, everyone's got their own skills and with like their own uh, uh, experience and I think when you got the opportunity now I feel really lucky to have people in the studio like architect and graphic designer and producer so we all kind of a team and we work on the same kind of I mean I've got I guess a vision of a style but like everyone bring their own uh, part of like creativity and I think it's really nice really exciting to kind of see how push how things can be pushed uh, forwards mm -hmm. um, so yeah in the studio I think in, in terms of design I think I'm really excited to see that and to yeah and to have people involved um, and I think usually everyone's got their skills so it's not like we it won't be a clash I, I, no, no, yeah. I wouldn't collaborate with a pattern designer for example so I mean I could but I don't know it never really happened yet but it's mm -hmm. nice to definitely collaborate with people who work better than me in 3D which is easily done because <laughs> I'm not I, I don't know the, I mean I've got I guess the taste and I've got the I, it's not like sometimes I don't even have the ideas like obviously got a mini small starting point but like to push it working with some other people you go f you go far it's really nice and when did you do you feel was it the Greenwich um, the gallery exhibition when did you did you feel that there was there was a little bit of a tipping point where people started to come to you for projects and the commissions became a bit bigger as well? Um, I think definitely, I mean, yeah, definitely in terms of installation, I think, uh, I mean, I always will love to do uh, facade and building and I think the, the 2D element of, of paint I love and I think if, I, if I've got more buildings to paint, I would be really really excited, really happy. Um, but uh, I think when we did the installation two years ago, definitely opened some bigger doors. Um, and internationally as well, like we did something in China and it's happening in Hong Kong and we have been quite, like we did a building in New York um, um, last year. So yeah, it's, it's, it's getting really kind of big internationally and I think it's, it's uh, yeah. It's How are you finding that? The I love it, I love it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't, tr tr I mean, we try. We don't really want to travel so much because I think at some point it was a bit ridiculous and I think we just be conscious um, of not traveling too much. So I think we trying to spend more time in the studio and I think last year it was almost, it was so much work in the out, outside and I, like we didn't really kind of, like, I, I couldn't really come up with some new concept or new ideas or like I didn't have time to spend in the studio. That's why like we just moved here two months ago and I'm really happy to kind of, like, really excited to kind of like, take time to, to reconnect, you know, a bit more creatively and just come up and with some new ideas. Because, I mean, it's nice, but it's almost like you become like a machine and you don't have time to think. And I was a bit like burnout, I think, last mm -hmm. year. So I think it's really nice this year to, yeah, take more time to, take time to do things as well, like not just rushing from a project to another. So, yeah. And it's nice to be able to kind of like say yes. Before, I would have tendency to say yes to everything, where now it's nice to... To yeah, just say no to a lot of things. That's really amazing <laughs> to be at that. Yeah, no, it's amazing so because I remember like yeah, seven years ago I was like looking at my email, like staring at my computer. Say I want an email of work, you know, when you just wanna. When it's like this moment where you just like, at the beginning in your career when you just like mm. nothing happened. I remember when I finished uni, like this girl said to me, I say, oh, what is it gonna be when you can start to make to be a bit creative or get your work happening so oh, it takes at least four years four years and I mean for me it took probably 10 years so it's kind of like <laughs> but now I really appreciate when it happened and it's kind of yeah amazing to be in this position where you yeah you can say no yeah be lucky congratulations yeah, that's such a wonderful you. journey I think thank it's, you um, it's really lovely to hear that like, it wasn't straightforward no definitely no and I think it's nice to know that as well and I think when I sometimes I do talk to uni or to, I, do, I do talk to uh, for design festival and I always talk about that I think I've got because 
Oh, it was just so hard for me because I was really late as well to go in the industry. I was like 20, I finished at university at 32 and even at 32, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I remember, I like, oh, I don't really want to tell my parents because all of this time I've tried so many different career. I wanted to be a chef, I wanted to be like a drummer, I wanted to be a psychologist. I just wanted to try everything and I could see my parents didn't really believe in me anymore. So when I was 32 and I was starting to make my cushion, I was like, oh, I don't really know, I hope I'm not going to just make cushions. And I kind of say something to my dad, and I really remember the room. And when he said that to me, he said, oh, but don't worry, when you're creative, you know, like, it takes until when you get 40, where you, you, are, you will be in, in an established place. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so he gave me eight more years. Anyway. <laughs> it was very good. Um, so I, I had eight, you know, eight more years of messing around. And, uh, <laughs> but it's funny because it's like you said, it's sometimes it's just one person saying, yeah. giving you encouragement, especially if it, when it's family, when yeah. it's parents. Yeah. That means the world. I know. I, was, I don't know. It's, I don't remember many. I mean, good and bad. I don't remember many things people say to me. But that was definitely a good one for my dad. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it's forty. And it's true. It takes time. And it's like when I so when yeah when I go to university and just, I just always want to tell people say, listen, it's probably gonna be a big struggle, but don't give up. Just persevere because when you're gonna when you're finally gonna make it, it's gonna be the best things. And it's and it's true. It's like I think the struggle really make the the joy of the of the. Your career happen. I don't know if it makes sense, but yeah, like uh, I think the struggle really makes makes things much better when it mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. We'll leave it here. Yeah. It's such a lovely, very, very encouraging yeah. thought. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. I really hope you've enjoyed this first episode of season three. Camille was brilliant to chat to she's got so much energy and I really love the honesty with which she was sharing everything about her creative path and I hope that's really really encouraging for you um, because I actually know firsthand how it feels to maybe not have been in art education um, but having that passion for it and how hard sometimes it's to conceive ourselves as creators and creatives and artists if um, we don't have that paper that piece of um, that document that tells us yes you can now say you are textile um, designer product designer etc so I would still say and would agree with Camille just go for it work really hard and trust your creativity um, so that's that for episode one if you like it please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts and all the other platforms because I really, really help for podcasts to be discovered by others. And that's my only objective, to be honest, is to share these stories with as many of you as possible, with your friends, with your colleagues, um, because we need it. I think we need all that little bit of inspiration every week. Um, and also you can read up about uh, all the podcast notes are also on my website which is justinagreen.com and again my name is spelled j-u-s-t-y-n-a so that's justinagreen.com and for the shout out remember email me j at justinagreen.com as well to be included or for a chance to be included depends how many shout out suggestions i get um, at the beginning of of the podcast as well I hope you really loved it. Next uh, episode is up on Wednesday. Stay tuned. Thanks a lot. Bye.